All right, this week on One More Pass, we talk about the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, our recap of those games. We also talk about our predictions for this coming week. We also talk about Urban Meyer becoming the head coach in Jacksonville. And we have Pod Dammit. So, Joey, are you ready to get going? Let's do it. Rob? Yes, let's do it. One More Pass, let's go. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Our email is onemorepasspod at gmail.com. We are another playoff weekend down. Man, this past weekend was awesome. Joey, uh, how was your past week? It was great. It uh, Today is a great day. New administration. Excited about that. This weekend was a little bit bittersweet watching football. I tend to be someone that has a tough time enjoying the actual moment and not thinking like it's almost over. (laughs) So when the last game ended, it was like, Hey, there's no pro bowl this year. So we're looking at three more games, three more, three more football games. I had so much fun watching the games. It's been a, been a good week. We uh, have a show at Billy Bob's on Saturday. So just, just resting up for that. Nice. Yeah. So haven't been on a bus in 10, 10 months. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that'll be that'll be kind of weird. I kind of want to just get in my bunk and I wish I could like seal with saran wrap or something, seal the my curtain and just stay in there and, and just breathe, breathe my own germs. But uh, yeah. yeah, it should be fun. I guess we'll see how out of shape I am. <laughs> well, trust me. Uh, yeah, like after a, a private show I did, it was, uh, yeah, the next day I was very exhausted after playing an hour and a half worth of music. So watch out, old man. <laughs> and a uh, quick question, like you actually watch the Pro Bowl when it's on? I, I, I do. And, and let me, let me wow. say, let me say this. It's tough. Like one, my brother and I got into a debate a couple of years ago, what was harder to watch the Pro Bowl or the, or the fourth uh, preseason game where they don't play where everybody <laughs> yeah. they play is going to be cut the next morning. Yeah. Um, and we both presented pretty solid arguments for both, but yeah, I, I do. I, I do. I do watch. It's so, it's, it's so bad. It's um, been like, it's been unwatchable for like, 15 years. Like it's, it, that is true. It's like a really shitty flag football game now. Yes. <laughs> they used to actually, like when I was a kid and they had it in Hawaii, it, it, they, I mean, it was like, there was some hitting and I mean, they actually like played. Yeah. They when played they, a and, game. and they would do all the, they would do all the leading up to it. They would all have all like the passing competitions and stuff. Yes. And, and it was like a week and it was like, this is a fun it was, thing. And now it's just, Nobody wants to play in it, and it's just... Yeah, it's pretty bad. Like, when you see how low the ratings are, just know that I'm one of them. And I'm watching it out <laughs> of this desperation of, of sadness of football ending. But I will say, they they do... Uh, it's, a, it's a different passing challenge, but it's like an obstacle course that they do. There's a couple passing ones they do with, with, like with drones, fly targets, and they have to hit them. It's pretty cool. In the last couple of years, they've done one called... Uh, or they have a dodgeball. And it is... It's awesome. I mean, dude, watching how hard they're so competitive. I don't know if you've seen it, but if not watch it or watch last year's, I guess they throw the ball so freaking hard. It's, it, it's pretty awesome to watch. It's still the pro bowl though. So just two more weekends of football. Very sad. Um, Rob, how's your past week, man? It was good. Uh, I will echo Joey's sentiment. Uh, it was bittersweet watching, uh, watching the saints lose, uh, and, ostensibly drew Brees' last game uh, as a saint, maybe hopefully as a saint, if he does retire, 
have a hard time <laughs> seeing him strap on a, somebody else's jersey, but I don't think that's going to happen. But yeah, it was good. It was, uh, you know, pretty pretty slow and quiet here at the Mitchell household. Just a bunch of football watching. And um, well, I wouldn't say quiet. I was There was a lot of screaming at the television. But, <laughs> uh, in small I, doses. I'm pretty sure I could hear you from my house. If you didn't hear me screaming... From my house, you've probably heard me a couple times at Kroger's screaming, and that'll be part of my pod damn it later. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. A little, 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 little foreshadowing. Little, little teaser. Yeah. Kroger, watch out. About to be put on blast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's uh, talk about these games that we saw this past weekend. Let's start in the AFC. The Buffalo Bills keep rolling on. The wagons keep circling. The Bills beat the Baltimore Ravens 17 to 3. Joey, any takeaways from that game? Like, it just seems like the Bills are rolling right now. Yeah, it was, uh, it was awesome. It's really fun watching Josh Allen play. I hear about him a lot in Broncos podcasts and news because Denver passed over him, which, of course, you know, hindsight being 2020, they just weren't, they didn't think he was, he was going to be the answer, kind of be what he turned into. And he's from Wyoming. He played his college ball at Wyoming. So he's kind of made it known a few times when the uh, Bills beat the Broncos ass this year that it felt a little <laughs> better to him. So knowing that he could have been a Bronco is bittersweet. Um, but I love that team, man. They're so, they're so fun to watch. Um, that was so awesome. The, the, the story with the, with the Bills fans donating to uh, Lamar Jackson's charity, which that was a, that was, that was brutal. I mean, the way, how hard his head hit the turf was, mm-hmm. That, that, that was brutal, but I, I, I'm thrilled about the bills, man. I hope they, I hope they can find a way to beat the chiefs. I think it would be such a great story. Um, it's been so long. It's been so long that the last time they, the bills were in an AFC championship game, Brent and I weren't together and I was in high school. So that's <laughs> you know, 65 years, I think. So man, uh, it was great. I, I'm, I'm, I'm all in go bills. Go bills. Rob, like any takeaways from that game? I, I just, I thought it was a fun game. I, I, it was a defensive game for the most part, which I thought it was going to be. Um, I thought they obviously did a great job of kind of the Bills defense kind of setting those edges and keeping Lamar, you know, he had a, he had a couple of good runs, but um, man, they're just, you know, he's such a great player, but God, there's such a, Baltimore is such a one-dimensional team. If he's not on it, if he's not getting those runs and, you know, they just don't have any down field threats. Uh, they're going to have to obviously address that in the, in the off season, in the draft. But yeah, I'm, I literally, after that game, I think even at halftime, I was on my phone. Like I, I'm such a, I've never been a bandwagon guy, but I love this team so much. I was looking <laughs> at like, I found, I'll send it to you guys. There's this, uh, I keep, I don't know why I actually popped up in my IG feed. These like this company based out of Buffalo that's doing this, these great t-shirts. And I was like, Oh my, and they're like all cool and retro looking. And I'm like, I'm, I might become a Bills fan. I might be one of these <laughs> terrible bandwagon jumping uh, asshole. Uh, but I just love them, man. I'm, I'm, they're my pick. I, I want to see. Uh, we'll get into this later. But I, Mahomes playing or not, I, I'm, I'm picking the Bills. Yeah. Gosh, I mean, like that game was awesome. And uh, just watching Josh Allen, I just think he's... I'm excited to see him, hopefully, for about like the next 12, 13 years in the league. Because obviously, you know, like Buffalo needed him to come along and just you know, like the revitalization that that franchise has going forward now. And dude, like all these fans are insane because like my sister teaches in, in uh, Western New York. And how awesome they, they, all those fans there donated to uh, Lamar's charity in Louisville. Yeah. That's awesome. Like raised, I think like 
something like three hundred ninety thousand dollars or something like that for his. So I mean, you know, that that alone makes me want to pull for him. Great fans, great. Oh yeah, totally. Like I've never met a person from Buffalo like who's been in, like a complete asshole. I mean, like everybody from Buffalo has been always nice. You know, like every single time that we play around there, because you know, like I know, like there's a couple festivals around Buffalo, and dude, like everyone always is super nice and you know just just very generous. But my sister teaches like, an hour south of Buffalo. And dude, I mean, like, it's just like, like, obviously like Bill's fever, like every single time that she has, you know, like a section of her class come in. Cause obviously, you know, like they're like half in half out because of COVID or whatever, but like, dude, like every single day, like pretty much like 90% of the kids are wearing Buffalo Bill's gear. And that's like across like all of her classes, which is pretty awesome to see. So yeah, dude, like I know just all those flaming white tables are also trembling uh, this next weekend if they uh, can get past the chiefs. But um, yeah, speaking about the Chiefs, man, dude, the Browns had their chance with Mahomes going out, but the Chiefs pulled through with old Chad Henney, which is wild. Like I forgot that he was Mahomes' backup, but the Chiefs beat the Browns twenty-two to seventeen. Um, dude, I was really bummed about that. I don't want Mahomes to get seriously injured. Like obviously, you know, like that's not the way that you want to win. But the door was open for the Browns to beat the Chiefs, but somehow. Old Andy Reid and Kansas City pulled one out again. So, Rob, like, what do you make of old Henny? Old Henny thing as possible. <laughs> that Mahomes, it, Mahomes tweeted that, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. And then yeah, now it's like, it trademarked and it has a bunch of t shirts. And, you know, like, I think like Hennessy may be coming out with a special bottle of Henny for that occasion. But yeah, Rob, like, what'd you make about, you know, like the Chiefs still pulling one out? That was probably. My favorite game, just as far as the intensity and the, um, you know, the, the kind of suspense of it. Um, you know, Cleveland played great, but man, Andy Reid is just, he's such a great coach. And, you know, I, I think talent-wise, obviously, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are a much more talented team, but, you know, Cleveland's been playing great, a lot of heart. A lot of character. I think they really got bones on that um, that non-call for the for the uh, targeting, which could have put them uh, in scoring position. Which you know, you can do all the ifs and buts and candies and nuts for Christmas. You know, they still didn't get the call. Yeah, that one was a tough one, man. I was really pulling for the Brownies. Yeah, old Chad Henney pulling out a was it what is it third and fourteen, and he got the first down or got close. Got close. I don't know if he got it. No, he didn't get it because that was the that was the fourth and one. That's right. They, it, yeah. was like, it was like a little less. It was like a half yard. Yeah, and they got it on the fourth down. You know, it just it just goes to show you that you know it takes a whole team coaching everybody. And um, man, I, it broke my heart to see the Browns lose. But man, hats off to Andy Reid. He's such a great coach, and he just figures out ways to get his guys to win games. And hats off to him. Oh yeah, because I mean, like, isn't there a stat that said like the last coach to take his team to three straight conference championships was Andy Reid with uh, like with the Eagles or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, dude. he like, he just has the pedigree to win. And, and plus like, I think like most Eagles fans, you know, like hopefully like they're kind of kicking their ass for letting him go. But you know, I guess that's a uh, talk for, for another pod, but Joey, uh, what'd you make of the uh, chiefs against the Browns? You know, hats off to the chiefs. They, they made it work after losing. You could argue I mean, the best quarterback in the NFL right now. My my takeaways were, um, I was watching it live, and when Mahomes got up and went sideways, that was kind of a, that was a pretty scary moment. Like, I, yeah. I watch a lot of football, seen a lot of guys get concussions. I have never in my life seen someone 
walk like sideways. And then they showed his face and it looked like, it looked like he couldn't even focus his eyes. He, did, he had no idea where he was. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of scary. Um, and I have jokingly said in the past, Mahomes is time for an injury because, you know, he, he beats the Broncos so badly. Um, but that was scary. As, as exciting as it's been for the Browns, I think the Browns kind of blew it. I, I really think they had, I think they could have and should have won that game. I know they talked about it a little bit on the broadcast, but I thought that last drive, uh, they were kind of playing like they were up by 10. And I, I just think they, they didn't put their foot on the gas pedal the way that I think they should have. I think they should have been more aggressive. I think they shouldn't have maybe just assumed that Henny wasn't going to be able to lead, drive the Chiefs down the field. Although he hadn't started a game. I think they said it was six years. So maybe mm-hmm. that was reason to believe that he wouldn't be able to do it. But my other biggest takeaway, that is the Andy Reid going forward on fourth and one. That is the, I'm ready to say that's the gutsiest call I've ever seen in my life. Um, if it's Mahomes, it's not that big of a deal. Um, yeah, but you've got a you've got a quarterback that hasn't started a game in six years, and he takes it out of the shotgun, which we've talked about on this pod before. So he's turning a fourth and one into a fourth and five with the AFC Championship on the line, and he's taking it. It's at the fifty. So if they don't get that, if, in my in my opinion, if they don't get that, the Browns win the game. They drive down and get a touchdown. That was such a balls. I, I I'm, I'm I still can't believe he did it. And neither can Tony Romo. <laughs> you guys remember on the call, he kept saying, there's no way they're snapping this ball. They are not going to snap this ball. And I didn't think they would either. And I think he just caught the, I don't think the Browns thought he was going to either. That, that was impressive. I mean, yeah. Can you imagine how much he would have gotten buried? If they don't get that, the Browns drive down and win and score a touchdown and win. That's what we're talking about is his decision to go for it on fourth and one. So that was with Chad Henney at quarterback. That was amazing. I wanted to see a Browns uh, Bills AFC championship game so bad, but uh, hats off to the chiefs and Andy Reed. Uh, uh, like I said, that's a gutsiest call yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Because I mean, like, it's also wild to have Jackson and Mahomes go down in consecutive games with concussions, like the very same day, you know, like I just thought that was just like, do you like, what are the odds of that happening? Uh, like, is there a ruling on if Mahomes is going to play this weekend or not? He hasn't been cleared as far as I know, but they said he's progressing. So that's progressing. I heard. Okay, he's, cool. He's, he's meeting the certain, you know, like early stage criteria, but when he ran off the field, I think it was Nance or somebody was like, cause you know, of course the NFL wants Mahomes. Everybody, they wanted Mahomes to be in that game. I think Nance was like, if he, if he comes back in, if that's not a concussion, I have no idea yeah, what is. Like, there's no <laughs> way. So that was actually, I was actually a little bit nervous just for the look of the NFL if somehow he would have come back in because that would have just shot their whole concussion protocol. But yeah, let's move on to the NFC. Uh, let's go with the Packers against the Rams. The Packers, old, old Aaron Rodgers, just just still rolling along up there in Green Bay, which I think he can arguably be the MVP of this season. Oh, yeah. Hands down. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, dude, just unreal. The Packers beat the Rams 32 to 18. And uh, yeah, Joey, just any takeaways from Green Bay? It just seemed like they just had that game in hand and just Rodgers is rolling. And I just don't see any way that next week or this coming week that the Bucks can really stop them, especially up in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, you put 32 points up on the number one defense in the NFL. Rodgers is, he's just playing out of his mind right now. He's so smart. 
He knows where the ball is going. He's so accurate. Yeah, I, I, you know, it was it was a close game for a little while. I wish that Aaron Donald wouldn't have been hurt. Kind of would have liked to see him play a full game because I think that made a pretty big difference. Um, but, you know, if you've got Jalen Ramsey and he's shutting down Adams or he's shutting down the other receiver, like, it just doesn't matter. Like, Rodgers will just find the other person that's open. Yeah. And he makes so few mistakes. I think it was, what was it this year, 44 touchdowns versus four or five interceptions. I mean, it's so, it's so rare. And if they, once the Rams were unable to get consistent pressure on him, it, it's like, I think I've said this before, he's literally like a surgeon back there. It just doesn't matter. It, it, you can't cover receivers for more than five seconds. So somebody's going to get open uh, and he's going to find them. So, and my other, only other takeaway was I was blown away that, that this Sunday will be the first NFC, NFC championship game that he's played in at home. I would have, I would have lost money on that stat. Every other one has been, on the road. Rob, any takeaways? I, I, I'm just still, yeah, I'll echo what Joey says. Rogers is just amazing to watch. He's, he sees the field. It's like Neo in the matrix. Like he, you know, I think even better than, than, uh, cause he's been playing for so long. I think he has that, that ESP better than Mahomes does. Uh, Devonte Adams is always open. Like I, I don't understand. It's almost like Brady and Gronk seven or eight years ago. Like it's indefensible. I, I don't know how you stop that. Those guys. I mean, did he have any drops or any, uh, I can't remember. He's just always open. He's a freak. They, they are literally just, uh, they are a symbiotic symbiotic relationship. They, they just, mm. they, they know each other so well. I, I'm, I'm you know, we'll get to the bucks and the saints in a minute, you know, hats off to them winning that game. That was a great defensive performance against, the Saints, they are going to have to double that. You know, Scanlon uh, or Scanling and who's the other receiver? Um, I, I mean, he's just, it, it's just like pitch and catch out there. I, I, good luck to him because I, I think, uh, I think there's nothing stopping Green Bay at this point, um, you know, barring any injuries or COVID or anything. I had a feeling they were going to win that game. Um, there were times LA kept it close, but it's just like they're never. They're, they're not going to win this game. It's just they are on a, a, a cruise control that no one can stop right now. So hats off to him. They played a great game. He's still looking for that, that Rodgers rate. Hope he gets it. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, like you agree with me about uh, Rodgers being the MVP. Joey? Oh, yeah. Hands down. Oh, yeah. Uh, should we let Russ cook? Yeah, no. He, he only cooked <laughs> for about six weeks. Yeah, it's, it's, it has to be Rodgers. Dude, dude, like it was really nice to not have Russ on TV this past weekend and not have Collinsworth just completely like orgasming every single five minutes if that game was going to be on NBC. So my, my brother texted me and he said, he goes, how much are you enjoying watching this weekend of football knowing the Hawks are already <laughs> out of it? <laughs> I was like, dude, it's so sick, but it's totally true. Like, it's just like, ah, no, no worries. <laughs> Quick sidebar. Uh, like, do y'all find Tony Romo like kind of too over the top? Or do you think like he's just like so pumped and so excited? No, I love it. You love it? Okay. I love it. He was, he was going, he, I, I, he reached a level of enthusiasm this weekend that I had, he unlocked a new achievement. I love it. <laughs> I think he's great. I, I was a little, I, I was a little critical of him at first. I didn't kind of really like all the foreshadowing, you know, calling plays ahead of time, but now I'm, I'm totally in. He's him and Nance together are, are great. Oh, uh, dude, like I love him calling, you know, plays like, right. You know I mean? Like, right. Like when they line up, Oh, they're going to do this. And for some reason, like, I, yeah, like, I don't know why, but 
uh, like I just really enjoy it. And it, it used to really bother me, but now it's like, it's just like, oh, let's see if he can do it again. It's, it's, yeah, he's great. Yeah. I love well, he, he was going bonkers the other night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like he sounded like a kid. It was so, it was so great to hear a grown man just still excited about football. Cause it's like a thing that we talked about it mid season saying like, yeah, like Romo just doesn't sound good vocally, but now like he just seems like he's, you know, just back to himself. Uh, Joey, do you think Romo's annoying? Because, you know, like I've seen a bunch of people being, you know, being like, okay, he's starting to get, you know, too over the top for me, but like, I don't mind it. I, I love the job that Romo does. I, I will say, I think I do get where people are coming from because he did take it up a notch this weekend. Um, and I thought it was kind of awesome because he was wrong. A lot of people were talking about how wrong he was in the fourth quarter because he first, he said, you could tell that he was, uh, Henny was short on that fourth down run. And Romo said, the Chiefs are in the AFC championship. And Nance was like, uh, I think they're a little short. And then the whole thing with the um, him saying there's no way to go here, which I don't fault him at all. I think nobody thought he was going to go for it. And even so, I think it makes him look better because it shows like his humanity and, but, and, and his excitement. Like Rob said, I actually said to Brent, I said, it sounds like it's a kid on Christmas morning. Yeah. He was just so excited. And I also think he just seems kind of like a human dude because when they showed him and, you know, Nance just looks like the greens at Augusta. He always just looks perfect. <laughs> yeah. But, and I think they never really said if Romo had COVID, I think he did, or someone in his family did, but he, he didn't look like he was totally bringing his A game looks wise. Um, but he was just, that dude just loves football, which I think is one of the reasons I like listening to him so much. All right. And let's move on to the last game from, from this past weekend. We had Rob Saints get taken down by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 30 to 20. And uh, yeah, Rob, do you just want the floor on this one? Like, I know like this game was kind of, you know, like emotional for you with the speculation of that being Breeze's last game and all that stuff. Yeah, we, I guess we haven't really heard a, uh, like an official uh, retirement statement yet. Yeah, Rob, like, what are your feelings about that game? It didn't really surprise me. I, I picked him to lose. I figured it would be a little bit closer game, but you, you can't turn the ball over four times, you know, especially in a playoff game and expect to win. Um, I think what, bummed me out most about it was the fact, and I think I texted you guys, it's just how, you know, Drew hasn't been the same the past couple of seasons. He, you know, he can still throw the ball, but it's been pretty obvious in the play calling. They stick to pretty, you know, a lot of slants, a lot of, you know, short routes over the middle. Just kind of seeing him go out on this, if this is his last game, which it probably will be, you know, just when he, when he left the field and kind of, it was bittersweet in a lot of different ways because he leaves the field and he kind of turns around and there's hardly anybody in, you know, there's players on the, on the field. There's not a lot of people in the stands and he has that last look back and it was just like, Oh, not like this. You know, if he had law, if he had yeah. gone out in a blaze, you know, a, a valiant effort in losing the game, you know, last minute field goal or a touchdown, I think I probably would have, swallowed that bitter pill a little better, but it was just, you know, he's been such a good guy and he's been great with the city and the community there. And, um, you know, I wish the best for him, but, um, not completely surprised Tampa Bay, a great defensive effort. Tom didn't look that great. Um, they pretty much took New Orleans pretty much took Evans and, uh, Gronk out of the game. You know, they had a couple of long passes, but there was one guy that I didn't even know he was on the roster. One dude caught a pretty long pass. They had a decent running game, but you know, by and large, they did what you had to do. You have to you have to capitalize on those mistakes, and they did, and they won the game. So hats off to them. But like I said earlier, they are going to have to play a a 
absolutely flawless, seamless defensive game to beat um, to beat Rodgers. They they are just absolutely rolling, and, and it's going to be cold. They're temp- you know they're talking about possibility of snow. It'll be a great game, but um, hats off to Drew right off to the sunset. You know whatever he's going to do. I hope it's not broadcasting because he's he's a bit of a dry. <laughs> he's a bit of a dry talker. He's a sweet dude, but um, yeah, it was tough to watch. I, I kind of already mentally and emotionally prepared myself for them to lose. Oh, and also hats off to Devin White, former LSU player. God, he had a great game. I always love it when I see ex-LSU players uh, that are good dudes. Um, man, he had a, just a MVP-style game, so good for him. You know, I moped, drank some whiskey, got over it, and now it's on to the next, uh, next week in the games. So There you go. Joey? You know, it's no secret that Brady is one of my all-time least favorite players in the NFL, but, you know, the stat, when they pulled up the stat uh, in his 21 years, he's been to the AFC Championship game, or a championship game, 14 of them. It's it's incredible. I don't know what his weird trainer guy in what what what's his company called like TB twelve TB twelve world like what's he what he's injecting into his arm, but it's like it's just not going. His arm strength isn't going away. You see it with Breeze. You saw it more than anything with Manning. I mean Manning couldn't throw a ball ten. Manning won a Super Bowl last year with his mind pretty much in a great defense. But what Brady's been able to do, I don't think. He had anybody rooting for him outside of Bucks fans when he when he left New England and went there. He started off a little rough, and I was I think we talked about it on here. I was ready to bury him. Oh, he's done. He's washed up, and you got you got to give him credit for that. Arians looks ridiculous. I think Rob said he was a looked like a pack mule. Yeah, it's <laughs> just every he's, he's just more he's got more to fun. figure out. A, yeah, he's got to figure out a better way to do that. It's like bandoliers and just like. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then, it, and then his mask—it looks like it's—it's—it's it's, it's so small, and it actually looks like it's cutting into his face. So I wish he yeah. would. I appreciate that he's wearing it. He doesn't ever—he doesn't ever move it, which is. I just want to see him and Andy Reid like leg wrestle in the, in the yeah, and <laughs> all that shit that they're carrying on their bodies, <laughs> or get in sumo suits. Wait, they don't have to. Never mind. That's right. They're they're already ready to go. Yeah, I think, uh, and I, and I agree with Rob about Drew. Man, he's—I know I sound like my dad when I say this. But he's such a class act. Like he is, he 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 just did everything right. You know, especially when you think about uh, his situation with the Chargers and how it was pretty much the Saints were really the only ones that were willing to kind of roll the dice on him at that point. Uh, it was a shoulder, I think. I think it was yeah. throwing shoulder, and they were like, "Is he even going to be able to throw?" And see what he's done for that community, what he's meant for the team. It's it's sad to see guys like that. It's just the end of an era, you know. And we've got this new exciting Mahomes, Josh Allen, Drew Lock. Got this new era of quarterbacks coming in. Uh, but it's just kind of sad to see it go like that. And I I would have loved to have seen him get a win in his last game in New Orleans. If anything goes to show you just how freaking hard it is to consistently win and to get to the Super Bowl, and unfortunately, how hard it is to find franchise quarterbacks. And so if it's this year or the next year, the Saints will join a lot of the league in trying to find that, which is easier, uh, easier said than done. But hats off to the Bucks. Agreed on Devin White. Dude is a freaking beast. And he'll have to have the game of his life for them to have a chance against, against the Packers. For some reason, like, it actually makes me like Tom Brady more just because he's done this with another team. You know, because like, if you stayed in, in, in uh, like New England the whole time with Belichick, you know, like you... Oh, it's like a fucking system thing going on. It's blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, like, it's this and that. 
but dude, like he's, you know, like he's proved that he can, you know, like obviously leave from there and then like, look at what happened to the Patriots this year. And then like, look what's going on with the bucks. And I mean, like, it's hard to deny it. Yeah. People hate Brady just cause you know, like he kind of looks like a smug asshole half the time. And you know, like he's always winning, but you know, like you really can't deny the fact that man, he's doing this with another team after being with the Patriots for, you know, that whole time. It's, you know, yeah, dude, it's just wild. And I, I will say one thing to add, there was a play where it was incomplete. It looked like maybe his receiver ran the wrong route and Brady was screaming at him yeah. on the field. Like yeah. he, the, the dude doesn't, he doesn't cut corner. Like, I mean, obviously if you had that much success for that long of a time, the guy works his ass off. So if we don't like him because he won too much or his wife's so hot or he has all this money, I, I agree with you. He goes to another team, totally new system, completely new players. I mean, he has Gronk there, but Gronk hasn't been that much of a factor. Um, it's impressive, man. And the guy, he works his ass off and he's, you know, it, it, it's impressive to see. Yeah. Do you like, he just doesn't eat tomatoes or, or strawberries. I mean, like any red foods, I think. Yeah. Because what, like they just make your muscles and joints inflamed. So yeah, he doesn't, yeah, he just doesn't touch any of that stuff all season, which is kind of wild. I mean, like I kind of hate tomatoes anyway, but <laughs> I like ketchup. Well, and he doesn't, and he doesn't have to do it. I mean, you want to talk about someone that doesn't have anything left to prove. Like if he's doing it, it's truly because he, he loves the game and, and money is, is not an issue for him anymore. So. All right. So let's move on to our predictions for this coming week. First off in the NFC, we have the, Tampa Bay Bucks going to Green Bay. The line is minus three for the Packers. So, uh, Joey, who are you taking? Uh, I'm going Packers uh, by seven. I think the Bucks will keep it close for a while. I think Rodgers has just decided he's not going to let maybe one of his last chances slip through his fingers, especially at home. It's going to be cold, and they're saying a good chance of snow, which Brady's used to playing in the cold. But I, I don't, I don't think that the, the Bucks defense, specifically their secondary, I don't think they can deal with what Rogers is bringing. So Packers by seven. Yeah. Rob. Yeah. I'll take that minus three and I'll, 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 I'll square it. <laughs> I think it's probably <laughs> going to be at least 10 points. I mean, I agree with Joey. I think it'll be close early on, uh, you know, again, back to the saints game, they got four Christmas gifts that I think had a lot to do with him winning that game. They obviously played great defensively. Um, but you ain't going to see that this weekend. He is, he's got laser sharp focus again, that relationship that he has with Adams and his other receivers. I, I he's got a great tight end now, Tanyan running games, cooking. It's going to be so hard to stop them in that environment. Um, yeah, I, I will say, uh, Packers by 10, at least close early, but yeah. second half they'll pull away. Agree with you on the line and I'm taking the Packers as well. Yeah. Like I just don't think the bucks can really stop Rogers at this point. He's just a fucking bulldozer, you know, like that, uh, tread documentary on Netflix with that guy that bought the tank that bulldozed the whole town because he was just <laughs> mad at everybody. Um, and boy, first off, like, have you, like, have y'all watched tread? No, I, I've, heard, I've heard about it. It's wild. I'm, it's wild. Like, just go watch it. I mean, like nobody gets hurt, but uh, like, you can just tell like the dude's uh, just really mentally ill person. And he's just tired of old boys running a town, which is, you know, it's just wild. So yeah, let's move on to the AFC. We have our Buffalo Bills going against the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. The line is also minus three for the Chiefs. So, Rob, let's start with you. Bills, I, I, I don't care what the line is. I don't care if they win by 20 or a last-second field goal. I got to go with the Bills. It's all, it's all hard at this point. I love the way they're playing. Josh Allen is a 
is a great young talent. I think he's, I think he's a, I think he's a great dude. I love the city. I love the uniforms. I like the, I like the idea of having Green Bay and Buffalo as a Super Bowl. It's got an old school feel to it. Two teams that have been around for a long time. Bills. I'm gonna. I might even go buy myself a a uh, a white picnic table to put in my backyard when they win and jump off my deck. Or two. <laughs> I think I've got some lighter fluid too, so I can complete the trick. I uh, will come. Yeah, we'll come help you yeah, out with that. Come on. Joey, who taking Bills or Chiefs? Uh, so this is, I really have not had an uh, upset pick in a playoffs or, you know, pick someone that wasn't favored. But um, I'm going Bills here just because I, I want them to win. I think they can. I guess if I was betting on the line, I would probably take the Chiefs because I'm going to say Bills by one. I think it's going to come down to a, a made field goal or a missed field goal. I think it's going to be close. Um, but I think their defense is one of the only, Buffalo's defense is one of the only defenses in the league that actually has a chance at containing Mahomes. I think, I think Mahomes is going to play. Um, it'd be pretty tough for um, Denver had a few guys in concussion protocol this week. And it's like, usually by Friday, they'd be like, okay, they're, they're cleared by such and such. So it's going to be a great game. I'm, I'm super excited to watch it. it it's, it's interesting to watch. In the NFC, you've got, you know, another one for the History Channel. You've got uh, Brady and uh, Rodgers. And then it's like the new generation of quarterbacks with Allen and Mahomes. Um, yeah. Which, which should be fun. So, yeah, but I, I'm all in. Go Bills. Same. Um, I know that State Farm really wants Mahomes and Rodgers to be in the Super Bowl together, which I think those commercials could be a little bit insufferable. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm going with the Bills as well. So yeah, there's our picks for this coming week and gosh, championship weekend. So pumped. So let's touch on quickly about the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring Urban Meyer as their next head coach. He's never had a job in the NFL before. So Rob, as our resident college football analyst, um, uh, like what's your take on the Jaguars picking Urban Meyer to uh, be their next coach? Uh, I'm a little dubious. Um, I don't... I've never been a huge fan of his. I think he's kind of a, I think he's kind of a skeezy guy with all the stuff that happened in Florida and, and Ohio state. Uh, uh, he's, he's always seemed like one of those guys that try, he doesn't try really hard to come off as being like this, you know, you know, righteous guy, but he does it just enough. And you know, there's to me, there's just a kind of a dark underbelly, which that may work to his advantage, uh, in the NFL. Um, you know, we, we've seen a couple of coaches over the past 20 or 30 years, like Pete Carroll came from USC. Jim Harbaugh had success, uh, great success, actually. Uh, you know, in the few years he was at San Francisco, Jimmy Johnson. But then you look at the, the really bad coaches like Chip Kelly, Nick Saban didn't do well, Steve Spurrier, obviously. Then it gets really bad with like Dick McPherson, Bobby Petrino, Mike Riley. Yeah. You know, I... <laughs> I think the tape will tell, the time will tell. Um, I don't expect him to have success early on if he does. He is a great coach. Whether he can that can translate to the to the pro leagues is 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 one thing. Um, you know, so much of what college coaches have to do is recruiting. They spend so much time. But when you get to the NFL, all that time is spent game planning, tape room, you know, uh, you know, watching video and tape and and you know, dealing with the, the politics of the, of the league and the, in the, in the actual, you know, football organization. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't 
initial reaction is that I don't see him being successful in the long run. Um, but he could surprise me. I don't know. He is a great coach, but it's hard to do. You know, like I, all those people that I listed over, you know, the only ones that have really had any great success, you know, like I said, Pete Carroll and Harbaugh and Jimmy Johnson. Um, I don't know. I, I, part of me just doesn't care, but at the same time, it'll be exciting to see him coaching. If they do get um, Lawrence from Clemson, that'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm again, kind of dubious about it. Uh, I don't really care. <laughs> I mean, I do in the sense that it's a, it's an interesting story to see how it plays out, but, um, I don't know. I think in the long run, he probably won't be as successful as he wants to be because it's such a, such a different game. So that's my take. Yeah. Joey, just any thoughts about urban? Yeah, it, it makes for an interesting story. Um, I agree with Rob. I, you know, if, if history has proven anything, it's that it's, it's definitely a jump from the college game to the NFL. Um, and he's also, is it two years now that he was an analyst or was it just a one-year break? He's been out of coaching for a little while. Um, obviously, obviously, he's a great coach. It's such a different game in the NFL from college. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I will say that going into a first-time NFL head coach situation, he's got a pretty sweet setup with a number one draft pick. Um, what everybody is saying is a generational quarterback in Lawrence, which uh, in the off season, that's, that's a great thing to talk about. Cause I have a lot of feelings about people saying that. So he's going to have, you know, he's going to have a lot of tools available and they've got some, a lot of young talent and, and uh, they have a ton of cap space. Um, they've got a lot of draft picks, you know, there's reason for ops and uh, uh, optimism in Jacksonville for all of their 200 fans. Um, maybe they'll be able to, when COVID is, you know, when they start letting fans back into stadiums, maybe they'll be able to, I think it was in Jacksonville where they have, it wasn't the whole upper deck, but like massive portions of the, of the upper level in the stadium that were closed off just because nobody wanted to go to games. So um, it's an interesting story. We'll see. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. All right, let's move on to pod damn it. Uh, Rob, uh, can you go first? Because I'm curious to see if you're going to put Kroger on blast or, or if it's going to be just shoppers at Kroger. Uh, no, not shoppers. Uh, although I do want to preface this by a quick other pod damn it. Um, uh, how long have you guys been living in Nashville? I'm at 14 years. Yeah, like it'll be 11 in June. Okay. Uh, so you guys weren't living here when Opryland was an actual thing, right? Right. The, the, right. Yeah, that, that, that theme park, that Opryland USA, that theme park closed uh, in 1997, I believe. Why is it I'm still driving around Nashville and still seeing signs for Opryland? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> it doesn't exist. There's Opry Mills, there's the Grand Old Opry, and there's the Opryland Hotel. But Opryland hasn't existed for 23 years or more. Why do I still see signs for it? Yeah, well, I mean, you're like, why do people still come to Nashville and just hang out like around that area because they think that's Nashville? Yeah. So anyway, pod damn it, Nashville, Metro government, let's, let's change the signs. We got to go to Caney Fork for dinner. Yeah, there's no more Grizzly River Rampage. You know, there's no more... Cock of the Walk. No more Hair American singing its song. It's all it's all ghost town. Let's, you know, whatever. Uh, but my major pod damn it goes out to the Kroger grocery store company, Incorporated LLC. Um, from time to time, they uh, switch, they, they move things around. They make big changes. Like right now, there's this big banner that says, you're, you know, we're making room for things that you love and you're going to love it. Well, 
this has been going on for a while. I'm going to say well over a month. And, and I'm sorry, we're no longer in unprecedented times. We're back to precedented times because this has been going for like a year now. So if you hadn't figured out your administration and, and, and all the, you know, physical stuff that you have to do, you know, pack, you know, stocking shelves and moving stuff around, you know, in the middle of the night, all this stuff. It's like, it is so infuriating to go and try to find something. And it's just like, they've literally just, it's like they've picking up, they picked up a big box, thrown everything inside of it, and then just shook it and then just set it down. It's like, okay, this is how it's going to be now. Like, like I literally spent 10 minutes looking for like, like sometimes I want frozen waffles in the morning. So you go to the frozen section. You know what my Hermitage Kroger's doesn't have right now? A frozen section? For breakfast stuff. Like I, it, literally <laughs> everything was on an end cap. Like, you know, you go and there's ice cream and there's pizza and all that stuff. It's like, I was like, what the hell is going on? It's usually like a pretty decent, like a good half row of that big freezer section. And it's just all gone. And all you can find is just like a little slice of like, you know, 40 boxes of Eggo waffles. And then it's, and it's like, I'm not loving this. It's like, is this how it's <laughs> going to be? Obviously it's not, but it's like just finding anything. It's ridiculous. Like normally it takes me like... between five and 10 minutes, I have to like three or four or five things to get, you know, I can get in and out of there really quick. It's taken me like 30 minutes. I was scream. I was, I started to actually like not scream, but like make, you know, (laughs) very, very audible, uh, uh, you know, uh, words of, of displeasure, you know, where people could hear me like, where the, you know, F is all this stuff. Like it took me forever. So pod damn it, Kroger's figured out like I shouldn't happen to be look looking for, for 20 minutes to find waffles and coffee creamer and all this other stuff that I need. So yeah, it, it's really frustrating. And, and, it's, and I'm one of these guys that like fear change, you know, but like, come on, figure it out. This has been going on for like a month now and it's ridiculous and it's really inconveniencing my sad little life. So pod damn it, Kroger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Joey, pod damn it. Pod damn it. The, uh, Joe Horn stretching out for uh, a touchdown, the ball being fumbled out of the end zone um, mm. and the Bucks getting the ball on the 20. I- I've hated that rule for a long time. Actually spent a lot of time that game thinking about, you know, there's people that are like, that's the worst rule in the NFL. People that say, well, then don't fumble the ball. If the ball goes out an inch in front of the pylon, they get the ball down right there. If it goes past the pylon, it's essentially a turnover. Um, it's a terrible rule. I, I do agree that, you know, I think it's Belichick. It's well known for coaching his players that if they do that, they're going to get benched or, you know, the stretching out trying to score. Um, so I, I do agree that if, if that happens and they fumble out the back or the side of the end zone, something needs to happen. My suggestion would be maybe make it a 15 yard penalty and they, uh, they get the ball at the 15 or hell, even the 20, you know, something to let them retain uh, possession. But it, that, that rule, just, it just, it drives me crazy. Um, that was a game changer. Again, uh, uh, what, is it Joe Horn? Why do I keep saying Joe Horn? No, it's not Joe Horn. He's been in the league for... <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I don't know. What, I know. Uh, who, who's the, who's the, uh, um, who's the receiver? 
or the tight end that I'm thinking about. Or it, it wasn't in the Saints game. It was in the Browns game. It was, yeah. uh, that's really funny that I went for Joe Horn. I think he actually played for the Chiefs. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's just a, it, that's a bad rule. I can't stand that rule. Um, hot damn it. Change it. It, it. It's a fumble, but it's going out of bounds. The other team didn't recover it. Therefore, they shouldn't get the ball back. So change it ASAP. Pod damn it. My pod damn it is, I mean, like, I guess it's not really a pod damn it, but it's more of an observation. But, you know, like I flew for the first time this past weekend. I did a private thing and uh, like everything was handled safely. So like all you people are just like, Ooh. it was safe. It was great. It was fine. How come like all the people that just like refused to wear masks, like just all look the same, you know, like they just are old white fat dudes who just look like they, you know, just have a bunch of guns in a safe being like, oh, my freedom. Oh, I'm going to stick this McDonald's burrito in my mouth. You know, like they all just look the same. Like if you just notice, like they just all have the same profile. Like, you know, like I don't know why that always is, but. So it looked like Bruce Arians without the mask. <laughs> right. Yeah. Before he's been loaded for his journey. <laughs> yeah, totally. But yeah, you know, like just like observing someone like a hundred feet away, just sitting and like, they just have this look on their face. Like, oh yeah, I fucking dare you ask me about my mask right now. You know, like I don't have to wear it like all the time in here, but once I get on the plane, I'll wear it, but I don't have to do it in here. I'm just like, okay. But yeah, you like, they always just look the same, you know, like they always have like the same jeans, always the same shitty t-shirt, you know, like, yeah, like I have no idea why, uh, no hair <laughs> for a fact, you know, they're all bald. It seems like. So yeah, that's just my observation. And also pod damage. Just, just be cool. Wear a mask, you know, like if you don't want to get the vaccine, that's fine. You know, but I am because I would like to go back to work. So but yeah, that's more of an observation than a pod damn it. I guess that's it. But that wraps up this week's episode of One More Pass. And you can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Our email is one more pass pod at gmail.com. Joey, do you have any parting words for our pass receivers? Keep wearing your mask. It can be, uh, it's, there's rough times right now, especially with COVID and, and, and deaths hitting 400,000 is kind of mind numbing. Um, I know it's easy to become numb, numb to it and put our, let our guard down, but there's, I think there's better days ahead. We can just hang in there and uh, enjoy a weekend of championship football. Let's do it. Rob, any words? Yeah, just, in, I think it's, we got two great games coming up this weekend. Go Bills. I'm a total fan. I'm, I'm going to buy a shirt, have it overnighted so I can wear it for Sunday. Um, yeah, wear your mask. Everybody be cool. Don't be an asshole. Uh, if you see a sign for Opryland, just know that you're being lied to. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see you all next week.